Fuck that other shit, I'm going for the win. Pulled up with that bitch, then pulled off with a friend. How he get that shit, just know he got it in. Gave my partner 50 cent, he shot men and men. If it's us versus them, who you think gon' win? If it's us versus them, who you think gon' win? If it's us versus them, who you think gon' win? Then I drop that pen, we gon' spin again. I'ma spin. What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Omnius Podcast. Thank you for tuning it in. For those who are a consistent listener, we thank y'all for listening and tuning in to the podcast and the things that I have to say. Little all me. You know, we have episode 53 here, which deals with the issues that concern the passing and the death of Takeoff. And this happened on the Day of the Dead yesterday on November 1st. And this is the second day of the Day of the Dead, Day of the Dead Festival. Dia, uh, how do they say it? Dia de los, Dia de los Muertos, Muertos, which basically means um, Day of the Dead in Spanish. So shout out to my Afro-Mexicanos, the Africans who are in Mexico, and shout out to my Haitian people. And my African people in Haiti, because they're also celebrating um, the same thing concerning the Day of the Dead, honoring their ancestors, honoring our ancestors, and also honoring the tradition and the values of what's going on astro astronomically and metaphysically, and what's also going on spiritually within us concerning moving on from old cycles and preparing for a new beginning. So all that, you know, we're going to be dealing with that way more on my page on Instagram. So be on the lookout for that. And we're also going to be dealing with that with more exclusive content on YouTube. All right. So signs and symbols are for the conscious mind. Always keep that in mind. And so when things like this occur concerning takeoff, you know, there's a lot of views and perspectives that can be taken in and that we can also learn from. You know, of course, when it concerns the death of takeoff, um, what most people are talking about right now is black on black crime and black people, you know, taking other black people's life over some dumb stuff. Now, anything that I learned from Bobby Hemant is that we can't be concerned 
all the way with what happens in the mundane world because the mundane world is always going to operate on a very low vibration we cannot try to um, push ourselves into the world push ourselves into the bottom of the pit and expect the people at the bottom of the pit to be out on top we can't expect to put ourselves in bad predicaments and expect good things to happen so when it concerns the basis of you know black people having crimes with other black people black people having beef with other black people as what the boondocks call it a nigga moment <laughs> there's always going to be a nigga moment so you in i just had black people coming on my page just now I have I've have I have black men and women coming on my page just starting random arguments and I and I heard a black man talk about how Mars is, is coming in retrograde or something like that. I don't get into that zodiac stuff, but he was saying that there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be trying to start random arguments, random, you know, unnecessary fights over small stuff. And there are black people coming to my page arguing with me over my decoration on my wall. Saying that I, I'm satanic, I'm demonic, and we don't need that type of stuff for our people. Another person just just uh, got on my conversation talking about how um, it was a video, it was a reel that I did where I where I basically talk about how if you invoke the power of Satan or invoke the power of Lucifer, it's no better and it's no different than when you invoke the power of Jesus or invoke the power of Buddha or invoke the power of the Orishas or invoke the powers of the Owas or the Netters. Because they all work in a in, in the same manner. They work in one way or another. Because all these powers dwell within you. All the gods and the goddesses. All the Orishas and the Yoas and the Netters. All of these powers are, are just a reflection of the things that are within you. You know, and I talk about this time and time again. But I guess some people, they're either not doing their research. Or they don't care to listen because they think I'm just talking a bunch of nonsense. Trying to mislead the masses because you know i'm being used by the devil or something like that <laughs> all this spookism that a lot of negroes get get caught up into is ridiculous but anyways i digress when it concerns the basis of what's going on i just ain't got the time to be arguing going back and forth with people who just do not care to do the same amount of research that i did you know it is i'm not saying that it took me a good amount of time to grasp onto this information but to get here to this point it didn't just take overnight you know it took books I, i've had to read books i've had to watch hours of lectures hours of of other people giving me information having constant consistent hundreds of conversations with a few people concerning the basis of these topics you know it, it didn't just happen overnight and if people aren't willing to do that work and put in that work and have the certain having uh, the right people around them to even discuss these these type of matters and to renew their mind to enlighten themselves those are not the type of people you should even uh, consider to be qualified enough to even be in your space to argue and and to have foolish debates and foolish conversations you know as dr henry clark even said you know he only debates with his equals all other people that he teach so, anywho, getting back to the topic at hand, we're going to be dealing with the issue that I have personally with the passing and the death of Takeoff. So, rest in power to Takeoff. Um, I made a caption about him and I, and I posted a video um, with Takeoff's, one of his, 
which is now going to be one of his major freestyles that a lot of people can actually see him showcasing his talent. He is somebody that is considered one of the underdogs or um, one of the underrated members of Migos. And so basically, I made a caption talking about how like I remember growing up and everybody was on Migos, you know, especially with us in Georgia, with us people in Georgia. Uh, we love we love us some Migos, and when I remember when the, the the album Young Rich Nigga came out, and everybody was on that Versace Versace. I remember when the song Freak No More came out, First Forty Eight. I remember all that stuff, right? We was all up on that. I remember when Bad and Bougie came out. I remember when Dab came out, Walk It Like I Talk It, all that, you know. They, they were trendsetters. You can literally say that Migos were trendsetters. And, and I feel like Takeoff had a lot to do with that. You know, he's kind of behind the cut. Most people know about Offset. Mostly because, you know, he's with Cardi B. And before that, everybody knew Migos. When, when people saw Quavo, they immediately thought of Migos. You know, it was no Offset or Takeoff. takeoff. Everybody just knew Quavo. But, you know, Takeoff is one of those people that was underrated. I won't say he was behind the scenes or in anybody's shadow, but it was just he was just somebody that some people, you know, real recognize real when it when it came to his talent, you know. But if you didn't know, um there are certain different types of accounts that are coming out concerning the basis of his passing. Um, concerning the situation, what first came out was that Quavo and Takeoff got shot, but then it was updated that Quavo didn't get shot. Quavo was the one who was shooting and accidentally shot Takeoff, but then it even updated even more. Quavo wasn't even, uh, he didn't even shoot in Takeoff direction or whatever the case is, but it's all, it's all mixed up, right? So I didn't even want to speak on what I thought have happened. I just know that with him dying on the Day of the Dead, hours after you know halloween night has already passed which some people would argue that halloween night is one of the scariest nights to go out and about um it's where the most chaos will happen just because of the occasion of it um for him to die on the day of the of the dead i do not believe that is by coincidence i do not believe that is by coincidence at all but like i said i'm not making any speculations until all the information has come out so that's why I said that in my caption. I specifically said I do not want to make any conspiracies or anything like that. But I will say that, you know, you can try and correlate his his songs um, on his last album with Quavo. You can correlate to what he posted on his story concerning the song that he posted that um, the song was called Stop Breathing. Like, you know, you could say that he knew that he was about to, to, to pass. Like he knew that he was about to die, that... He was a sacrificial lamb for a bigger agenda, whatever the case is, right? We can say that it's, by, it's, it's not by coincidence, but I'm not going out of my way to make any conspiracies or nothing like that until all the information is laid out. Anywho, so people say that he died because his people... Um, and another set of people were arguing over a dice game. Then that was later debunked by a, a witness account. 
And basically, there was an argument about basketball. That's the recent information that is out. So that hasn't been debunked, but there's been more than one person saying that um, one one side was arguing over basketball with another person, and and then um, concerning the video, um, there was a video that that was shown. You can kind of hear the conversation that that's going on before somebody was throwing hands, before somebody was shooting. You could hear kind of a little bit of the conversation, and you can hear them like, "Oh, I'm, I'm gonna beat your ass! I can do this, no square up them." And somebody threw threw a punch. And from what some people were saying, Quavo and Takeoff were trying to break up the fight, or was trying to resolve the situation. Somebody started pulling out guns, and then there was just multiple gunshots. Now, for Takeoff to be the only one that was fatally wounded. And, and if you hear the, the, the video with so many gunshots, that that's a little suspect to me. I'm not willing to believe that about 10 gunshots were released and nobody got wounded. Nobody got shot. It was only reported that takeoff was the only person that got shot. Really? Either this was really a setup for takeoff or y'all niggas just can't shoot for y'all life. <laughs> I, I, I refuse to believe that I don't mean to make a joke But like either They really did set up takeoff Or y'all niggas can't shoot Y'all niggas can't aim Anyways So That's the whole situation You can do your own personal research Concerning the matters of takeoff if you will Um, Now my other issue that I have with the death and the passing of takeoff in this whole situation is the black community whatever the hell that means so there's a lot of speculation concerning the issues of takeoff and concerning gang related activities and you know some people were saying that takeoff was there at the bat at, at a bad time and all this other type of stuff right but I see a lot of pro-black people on my page making this a black people issue. One thing that I dislike when it concerns celebrities is that we try to reflect upon what they're doing and what happens to them. And we try to make it into a black issue. Now, you can do that, right? If it's done purposely and if it's done in a positive manner to try and enlighten younger black people or just black people in general... But what I will say is that I hate when we always try to make things that happen with celebrities a black people issue. It's kind of like when Megan Thee Stallion, you know, allegedly got shot by Trey Songs in the foot. We tried to make it seem like black women aren't protected by black men. And why? Why do black men mistreat black? And, and like, <laughs> why? Why do we try to make celebrity issues into a black community topic, into a black people topic? You know, th those people are individuals. Those people have their own thing going on in life. We can't always try to make it into um, a black people issue. It's not a black people issue. It's not a black people problem. You know, it's a it's a Quavo takeoff and whoever they was messing with problem. It's a Megan Thee Stallion and Trey Songz problem. Let's let's not try and bring race into it and and even bring on more into this gender war, whatever the case is. 
But another aspect or another point of view that I heard somebody say is that they're using this situation to try and distract black people from who our true enemies are. I've heard a, a black man talk about how when it concerns the basis of Kanye, how Kanye was out here talking about, you know, the 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 place that the Jews have concerning how they control the black voice, they control black media, they control the industry with multiple black people, the sports entertainment arena with multiple black people. And I heard a black person talk about how basically they're using this issue with takeoff. They took out takeoff to try and distract black people from who they truly are and from who their true enemy is in, in the true fight. I personally think that's a little bit of a stretch because I, I say this constantly and I've talked about this in some of my comment sections and I've talked about this on YouTube that the white man, the white race isn't our first enemy. The first enemy that we have is the one that we see in the mirror. That's first. The second one is the enemy where our our neighbor family you know even Jesus talks about this <laughs> father against son mother against daughter all this type of stuff right which I took that metaphorically as as you know the the stage where you have to step out and become yourself is that you first have to go against the grain you know Jesus was even considered an outcast by his family but he had to step out of his zone. You know, even at the age of 12, Jesus was somebody that had to be about his father's business. Ran away from his father and mother. And they were just <laughs> worried sick about him. But I'm just using that for an example. I don't mean to get religious on you, you know. <laughs> but I just use that example to, to just clarify that our enemy, we have a lot more enemies than just dealing with the white man. Yeah, we... We're not taken away from what white people or the Jews or whoever you want to claim. We're not taken away from what Caucasians have done to black people. But we have a lot of rebuilding and reconstructing to do with us in terms of who we are emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, all different realms before we can try and point fingers at other sets of people when they got their stuff going on, when they got this stuff in order, when their system is still, you know, adversely impacting the lives of other black people globally. You see what I'm saying? And you would think that when it comes when it concerns you going against your opponent, right, that you say is the white man, you keep fighting the same way. You keep falling for the same play and you still continue to lose battles time after time after time again. You still try to seek validation from them. You still try to tap dance and try to get them to love you and they never will. Time after time after time again. The, the masses of black people want validation from white people. That's what they want. I'm willing to believe that if white people were to go on, on stage and to go up in front of a, a mass media platform 
until black people, you know, we we get everything from y'all to be honest. Like we y'all the really the first people here and yeah. We just we just we're just really jealous of y'all and that's why we, we do so much to try and control you. I guarantee you that's all that will take for black people to go on this rage about how they're the first, they're the original and they're they were the first kings and queens and they were the first to build civilization. They're gonna they're gonna hype themselves up. Ejaculation to this point. Just masturbating, intellectually masturbating themselves and and <laughs> they they do it in the movies. They do it with these movies. That's how they get your money. You know, and even more so they, they do a lot of tokenism outside of the media. And twenty twenty was a prime example of that. And they they ran their market. They they I'm I'm telling you they ran their market with George Floyd, all different platforms. Even Pornhub had a Black Lives Matter collection, a Black Lives Matter section, a representative section for Black people, pandering to you like fucking babies, and you over there just cheering up, just clapping, just being content with being tolerated, being content. With being pampered. They don't respect you. If a whole set of people. Have to stop what they're doing. Just to pander to you for 20 seconds. To such a point where. Okay you. We'll, we'll, we'll paint a, a, a streetway. That says black lives matter. And you consider that progression. You're never going to get anywhere in your lifetime. <laughs> you're not. You want another avenue named Martin Luther King, named after Martin Luther King? We even give you Malcolm X if you want it. Is that going to change anything? You're still going to give as much money to them as you did the year before. It doesn't make any sense at all. So anyways, when it concerns the basis of who your true enemy is, first is the one in the mirror. Second is the one around you. And third, it may be your own people. Like I said, I'm not taking away from what other people have done to us. But even Marcus Garvey has said that the greatest enemy to black people is the Negro. Marcus Garvey said that himself. We're the only ones that are stopping ourselves from building ourselves up, from being who we truly want to be. Because if you really look at the life of Marcus Garvey, Marcus Garvey even talks about in a lot of his his documents of how he, he had to deal with constant niggotry, consistent niggotry. I think there was one time where uh, it was a black person that came up in, in his office and tried to shoot him. Black people were, were, were just constantly in enraged and complaining because of the self-hate that they had for themselves. They wanted nothing. Some of them black people didn't want anything to do with Marcus Garvey. Black people contributed. There were niggas that contributed to Marcus Garvey downfall, to him being in jail for three years. And when Marcus Garvey was about to be deported back to Jamaica, he said that he do not blame white people. He don't blame nobody but the Negroes that would even sell out their own mother if they had to. 
Marcus Garvey said this. So before you go on a whole rant talking about uh, it's just to, it's to distract us from the true enemy, mind you, I, I think I need to make a podcast episode on Kanye West because I could deal with a whole 30 minute conversation, uh, a whole 30 minute rage on, on what's dealing with Kanye West. Because I, I used to, I almost fell for the, the hoopla, right? And I'm not saying that Kanye West isn't speaking some truth here and there. But there's a trick to this. There's a catch to this. Why now? Why is Kanye West now all of a sudden coming out and talking about the Jews? He knew this from beforehand. But he was still playing the game. And now what's being orchestrated in the media is making it seem like that his whole life is falling apart. No, it's not. That's what they want you to think. I learned this in wrestling. There's a man in wrestling called Baron Corbin. And what they did with his character was that they made it seem like that he was just going off on the deep end. Like he was, he was being poor. He was so poor that he couldn't even, <laughs> he couldn't even manage to have a, a ring announcer. He couldn't manage to have his own entrance theme song come on out. Like the man somehow is still being employed by by WWE, but like he he got uh, food stains on his shirt and everything, and then somehow. You know, he was gambling in, in Las Vegas and he hit the big pot, you know, and, and then now he's he's like a multi-millionaire and all this other type of stuff. Now he became happy Corbin. It's a game. I'm willing to believe that Kanye West is playing a game on black people and he knows what black people want to hear. Now, you can you can think that he's being genuine and down to earth and all this other stuff. Listen, I'm not here to here to argue with you on the character of Kanye West. <laughs> I'm not here to argue with you on the gimmick of Kanye West. But just think about this for a second. Kanye West is making all this noise about the Jews and for what? What does he benefit? What does he gain from this? Yeah, okay. Now black people somehow got the message on who not to talk to. Okay, now black people got the message on 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 the whole scenario of the Jews and, and who's really in control. Okay, now what? Now what? Because we make all this ruckus. Same thing with Polish brutality. We make all this ruckus. We make all this noise. And then we, we go back to being content. Yeah, okay, we, we might go out there and protest when the next... Polish brutality trend pops up and we go back to being content. So when Kanye West comes out and talks about the Jews, when he goes on these multiple platforms that have multiple interviews with multiple people, says the same thing. And are you willing to believe that what Kanye is saying isn't by design? Do you not think that the people who are behind the scenes don't know what black people want to hear? It's the same thing with the gimmick on in, in wrestling. You know, hyping up the audience. Recognizing, you know, breaking that fourth wall. Because the audience might peep something and it's never really said. And then when the character says it on live and puts it in a promo, now he hypes up the crowd. Now he has the crowd behind him. Kanye could be doing the same exact thing. 
and you're falling for it. And I was telling my friend about this. I was like, I've been doing brainstorming and, I, and I'm beginning to believe that all of this is being orchestrated for some design, for some reason, for for some play, <laughs> like this, this some type of show. And I'm, I'm not going to front. I'm being entertained by it. But what is the end goal to this? What is the fight? You know, and now they got Kyrie Irving in this. Kyrie Irving, he making it seem like like he just don't give two fucks. <laughs> like if you watch his interview and in the way that he's been reacting, like he's like, okay, whatever. It's the same thing when when they tried to get him for the 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 vaccine shot. You know, like, okay, whatever. But like, what is the end goal for this? Anyways, y'all let me know. Um get into the next topic now this is going to be a very controversial topic so i need y'all to buckle on in on this one so there has been something that's been trending a lot on social media and i've been seeing a lot of black women post this and the quote says black men deserve to grow old i've seen a lot of major platforms post this and I specifically have been seeing a lot of black women post this. And it's this fake emotional shift that you see. That you also see with any time that a black person is supposedly killed by the police. And they just push it. And they make their name into a hashtag. Say their name. Black out your, your page and protest and walk with us. And all this type of stuff. You see the same energy. And I've just have to ask, like, whose side are you on? And what type of benefits are you profiting from this? Because I'm not willing to believe that you have this whole set of women, the same women that were in, in an outrage about Roe versus Wade, the same women that always talk about how black men ain't there for them, don't protect them. These same women that chase after the bad men and then wonder where the good men at and yet have the nerve and the audacity to say that black men deserve to grow old. Well, I don't know if you noticed this, ma'am, but black men typically don't outlive their wife. And stress can be a major contrib contribution Stress can be a major contribution to the well-being and the health of a black man. So with that being said, does a black man deserve happiness? Does he deserve respect? Does he deserve peace? Does he, de does he deserve to be submitted to? Does he deserve compromisation? Does he deserve companionship? Are you willing to give him that? Are you willing to compromise with him are you willing to submit to him are you willing to be his peace or rather not to be his peace but to give peace to him are you willing to love him and cherish him and nurture him because you'll say you'll say black men deserve to to go to grow old but you're through a whole hissy fit when you hear the word accountability you're through a whole hissy fit when you hear the word submission Some of these women that I'm seeing talk about black men deserve to grow old are the same women that will use their platform to verbally kill, to spiritually kill their own black men on social media. 
these are the same women that I that I was talking about in one of my YouTube videos not too not too long ago that they treat their men like boys. They refuse to treat their men right. They openly crucify and they verbally abuse and they verbally kill their own men on social media. And not only on social media, but in the public, in front of their own children even. But somehow black men deserve to grow old. Now, how are you to put that man under that much dis-ease and he's supposed to grow old with you? Are you willing to contribute to his well-being? Are you willing to contribute to his health to where he can then be old? To where he can then see the end of his life in old age? Or is this just another trend that you can try and benefit off of? I'm not willing to believe it. I'm not willing to believe that there there be these these women out here talk about how black men deserve to grow old. In another aspect, which black men? Are we talking about the good black men? Are we talking about black men that actually look out for each other? Black men that actually care about his family? Black men that actually have ambition? Black men that have standards? Black men that, that actually know what to do in their own life? Have a mission, have a purpose, and are trying to fulfill it? We can't just say every black man deserves to grow old. The same thing with Black Lives Matter. We cannot say every Black Lives Matter. But when you say that, all of a sudden, now you're not pro-black. Now all of a sudden, you don't love black people. Because you got to love everybody. That's just not reality. You can, you can try and paint out this black utopia where everybody can come together. It's never going to work. It's not going to work. I just had black people unfollow me today because something that I posted was a little too demonic if we can't even put aside minor beliefs we can't come together if we can't put aside beliefs alone we can't come together I've made podcast episodes about this I have come to the conclusion that black people cannot be saved in my lifetime personally if we're dealing with the basis of a black utopia I'm not saying black people can't come together. I'm not saying that black people will never come together. I'm just saying in my lifetime, if you're looking for some form of black utopia, if you're looking for black people to try and take back their land, take back the, the, the earth and the globe and the universe and, and be back on top, it will not be in our lifetime. You will stress yourself. And, I, and I've seen a couple of my friends stress themselves over the issues of black people, dealing with black people. Dealing with petty arguments and petty differences that, that ends up burning bridges. I've dealt with that personally for those who really know me. <laughs> y'all y'all seen what happened back in 2019. I've, I've gone through these issues. I've seen stuff that have happened in the pro-black conscious community. Sarnetta and Young Pharaoh and, and Sarah Sutton Seti, Dr. Umar Johnson and Tariq Nasheed and all this type of stuff. All of this is an illusion. All this shit is done for. This shit is dead. <laughs> this shit is over. It, there, there is no hope in terms of trying to uplift the masses of black people. When you're just dealing with the masses alone, the Matrix even told you most of these people are brain dead. Walking in this illusion, walking in this game. They don't even understand the game that they're playing. 
They don't even understand the odds behind the curtains. And black people are so emotionally invested in everything. It doesn't take much. It doesn't. It doesn't take much to shift the minds, to shift the ambition, to shift the narrative, to shift the goals and the priorities of black people. Because all you have to do is tap into their emotions. All it takes is for a white person to call them the N-word and they will get off track. All it takes is for a black person to die at the hands of a white person and all of a sudden they get off track. All it takes is for another trendy dance move for them to get off track. All it takes is for another Black Panther movie to come out and they'll get off track. That's all it takes. All it takes is for the next trend. You thought I was feeling you? That's all it takes. But that's the masses alone. We're not even just dealing with black people. That's that's what the masses alone. It's ridiculous. But anyways, that is all that I have to say concerning the basis of the death of takeoff. Again, rest in power to takeoff. And, you know, if you have personal views concerning the matters of the passing of takeoff, please share your comments below in the, the little box that is basically like a, a question and answer poll um it's, it's asking you a question and you giving your answer so you can share your thoughts there all right but make sure you can share this podcast with other people if you feel like that what i've said can be very informative can be very thought-provoking to people that you know personally so make sure you share this podcast with other people don't forget to turn on your notifications if you haven't if you're a first-time listener follow me um, not only on Spotify, but on all social media platforms as well. Until next time, I'm Tyrone, and I am...